Welcome to the Business Reboot Podcast. We're here to pull back the curtain of entrepreneurship and help you fall in love with the business of your business. We know every step forward is a chance to be more aligned in purpose, grow businesses that create impact, and live the lives we work so hard for. Sometimes all you need is a reboot to get started. We are so excited to be able to do something that we've never done before, and that is going to be to offer a replay of episodes. One of the most impactful episodes that we've shared wasn't actually an episode at all, but an entire (laughs) series. So over the next few weeks, we're pumped to reshare our summer series on design thinking. And if you aren't familiar with design thinking, it's basically the summation of the process that takes you from brain dumping ideas to selling the final offers you've created. It's a powerful roadmap that will help you start 2024 with best practices in place and the most creativity you haven't even tapped into yet. We hope you love this series as much as we did, and we can't wait to return in January with fresh episodes every Wednesday. Welcome back to another episode of the Business Reboot Podcast, and welcome to our summer series all about design thinking and what that looks like when implemented into your business. If you have been around for a hot second, meaning the last, what, Melissa, two or three weeks, uh, we have been talking all about design thinking. And if you are new, design thinking is basically a framework that has been used in the world of education for decades to help students learn how to solve problems. And now it's being utilized in the world of business because small businesses and corporations are realizing that this framework is very, very helpful. Uh, It's an impactful way for you as a business owner to look at the community that you serve through through your business with a new lens. It helps you look at the problems that your business solves for people. And y'all know that we all spend money to solve our problem. Uh, We've talked about every episode, we've talked about different ways that we make, we, we watch this play out in our own lives and in the lives of our businesses. But think about the ways that you spend money. It's usually to solve a problem that you have. So last week, we taught you how to define a problem. And now we're gonna walk you through how to ideate or come up with a list of potential solutions. Can I just say the word ideate, it makes me feel like it would be in a spelling bee and I would miss it three years in a row and I'd be really confused. It basically just means think of ideas. Like, can we just put it in terms that I can understand? Because I'm like, ideate for 900, Alex. Like, I can't. (laughs) It's too much. There's a lot of information in that word. (laughs) Okay. So to ideate, basically, you're going to begin brainstorming potential solutions to problems that you've clearly defined. Okay. And then you're going to just think about a lot of ideas based on your conversations, the discoveries that you've gotten from your feedback. Remember we had mentioned to poll your people, to ask them to pick up the phone and have conversations. Um, This is the time that you let your imagination and creativity run wild. No idea is bad. Ideating literally means to imagine or conceive. So imagine the possibilities of things that you could create to help solve this problem. Okay, so. Melissa, real quick, because you know what? I just, just, sorry, just made me think about this. Also, when you get feedback from your clients, like let's say you work with a client, you offboard them and you ask for a client testimonial or you send them a feedback survey. Guys, anything in there, usually we ask for, you know, they give us all the praise and accolades and glory and it feels great, but really and truly ask, like, is there something that you uh, brought to the table that was a reservation? Because they will might may say, like, for instance, with photography, they may say, I didn't know what to wear. 
I, before, before I met with you, I was worried about how I was going to look at imagery. So those are problems that they are bringing to the forefront that if I could solve that in my marketing, in my um, social media content, that begins to solve the problems before people actually even book with me. And then they know if Corey's going to solve that problem for me, she's going to solve a whole lot more of my problems and create beautiful imagery for me. So when you send out those feedback sheets, or I mean, it's, it's not a sheet anymore, it's digitally. Testimonial form. Testimonial but... form, thank you. Uh, when you send those out, and it doesn't have to be anything special, it could literally just be a Google form. But start asking those questions of, is there something that I could do better? Is there Because they will give you some of the problems that maybe you need to ideate on a little bit. Right. And it's funny is once you start thinking about this whole design thinking process, you will start to pick up when other brands have gone through this framework uh, to come up with solutions that you will see them in commercials. I'm thinking immediately as I was like listing off the things to do um, and how, you know, let your imagination run wild, like no idea is bad. All I could think of was the difference between Home Depot and Lowe's. Like Lowe's uses a lot of softer colors. They use a lot more soothing colors in their branding. They do a lot of video with, I mean, a lot of commercials with um, females working in their hardware stores. They do a lot more focus on, you know, things like gardening than they do like the the lumber yard. And whereas Home Depot definitely comes off as more masculine. And so um, I think that, you know, for Lowe's, they're like, how do we create an improvement store that's going to be you know, where women want to go. Well, they show it. And so you start to see it. Like you can start to dissect every brand when you are starting to like really absorb this type of framework. So, um, you know, one thing that Corey and I laughed about that I mentioned in another episode was that my son is doing this program at the University of Georgia. And when we were sitting down to talk to them about, you know, just kind of the specs of the program and the things that we were going to need to do and what kind of snacks they were going to have, because that is very (laughs) important when you're 14 and it's a summer program. Um, (laughs) They were saying, you know, we have found that, um, you know, in business and in education, like people will sit down, like adults will sit down and come up with with problems that people have and then ways to solve them. But they always come at them with parameters. Even if you say, I'm coming to this process completely open-handed, I'm just going to let my my spirit free write or whatever. Um, no, no, it's not. That's a lie. No, it's not. <laughs> but kids will be off the wall and crazy and they will, they will think, you know, their solutions were as, as if an adult were to sit down at a table and we were to say, hey, the problem is that nobody buys the sandwich. An adult will be like, we'll change the ingredients in the sandwich. They will, they will list very practical things that also are helpful. Like we need those practical things. But a kid will be like, okay, well, what you got to do is you got to wrap that sandwich in tinfoil and right. then you got to put it on a spaceship. You're going to send it to Mars. It's right. going to get crispy and then you're going to send I mean, they, they literally will like come up with the most crazy things, but those types of ideas, they spark so much creativity in us. And, um, and sometimes we, sometimes I'm going to be honest, we are the, the problem that we should be solving because yes. we will let our own creativity be, be stunted, stunted, stunted stop. Stunted. Yeah. There it is. Stifled. 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 Yeah. One more word. One more. I'm, I'm going to, I'm getting spit in my mouth. I'm saying so many words, but <laughs> Um, but sometimes we will. And so this process really does, um, you know, as, as you start pouring out the creative options and the ideas, it will then breed you to be able to think like that more often, uh, which is like the whole point. Right. Well, and talking about kids and ideas. So I went to Detroit 
um, to the Henry Ford Learning Institute and spent several days there. It may have been a week. I can't remember. It's been so long ago. But I went with my principal and another colleague who taught in the upper grades. I was in the lower grades. I taught kindergarten. And so we went through the whole design thinking process as quote unquote students ourselves. And then we brought it back to our elementary school to train our staff and all of our teammates. And then we were like the implementers. We've actually brought the design thinking training team from Detroit, from the Henry Ford Learning Institute into our school. We spent like a whole two days of um, professional development with them. And then um, my colleague and I were like the point the point teachers for design thinking because our school became an actual design thinking school. And what was cool was watching kindergartners with this whole process and talking about ideating and like the ideas they would come up with. So what was really interesting was, I don't even remember what the actual prompt or or the task was, but they had to pair, we paired them up and we had to make sure, you know, personalities were going to mesh and not conflict and be a conflict with one another but we paired up two students and they had to design something for one another so they had to go through this whole process there was an interview process there was a a brainstorming and like defining the problems guys you really can do this with five-year-olds like it's fascinating to watch them through this process and the ideating part of coming up with all of the ideas and then when they prototyped it they actually built something so we had an entire section of our library where we had all of these uh, tools like paper and pipe cleaners and markers and tape and glue like all it was like a crafter's dream in an elementary school so we would go and get our tubs did you have craft herpes there I mean, glitter. <laughs> yeah, glitter. yo, bless that, it. That's uh, you can't get it off anything. I mean, you listen, can't. glitter in kindergarten is a non-negotiable. It must happen at all times for all holidays. <laughs> so yes, we had glitter. But what was really cool is that we brought our bins back. We let the kids dive in. And what was really interesting is after the kids had these wild ideas for what they were creating for their their partner was. Tina, who was my um, my teaching assistant in the classroom, we were watching these children create for each other and the thought processes and how they then had to put words to what they created, why they created it, and how their partner was going to be able to use it. I am telling you right now, kids who were struggling to, you know, like put together sight words, you know, to be able to recall sight words, or kids who were struggling with learning to read, kids who were struggling with learning to rhyme. I'm going to tell you right now, being able to watch the genius come out and see their creativity really be amplified. And the ideas that they came up with, some of our struggle, you know, the students that were struggling the most actually had the most creative ideas. And so it was like a light bulb moment for Tina and myself to go, okay, this is where this kid thrives. So we need to approach our teaching to the way that this child learns best. And we've got to start teaching outside of the box because this child learns outside of the box. And so tying this back into your business, sometimes we need to get out of the box of what everybody has told us works in business. Sometimes we need to get out of our own box of what has always worked in the past in business. And we need to it's not start work now. It, truly, it might not work anymore. So you need to start that out of the box thinking because some of the most brilliant, so that you have a bad idea or that your idea that was working that's not working anymore, it doesn't mean that your offer was bad or you're just a sucky business owner. It just means that you need to 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 throw some stuff against the wall a little bit and see what kinds of new and creative, exciting ideas that you can come up with that solve the problems for the community you're looking to serve and it ignites your fire in a new way. Right. Well, and we 
fortunately, like gift to us, we've been able to see this play out in several of our students from the mastermind. And we just love talking about them because we love watching so awesome. people, people have businesses that work and that grow and that, you know, you get to see just when they're poured into a little bit and given the right direction, it is almost like you're pulling a string uh, in the back of their, you know, car. And then it just, it like zooms on. Um, and so we love getting to talk about them, but we've, we've seen this happen time after time again with these um, incredible people that we're serving. Uh, one of our mastermind students, um, she actually attended our retreat last year and was really like considering hanging up her business. She was working, uh, you know, in an industry for like 10 years and she was just really spent, exhausted, just completely burned out. And um, when we met with her, we were able to sit with her and just help her dig through all the ways that she could show up and serve in her business that she still loved, like the the ways that she still loved, because there was a lot that she didn't. Um, you know, she was, uh, they had a, a young child. She was, you know, growing her family and, you know, she was in weddings. And at the time, those, they just, I mean, anytime, they always just take up a lot of your time. And so we helped her really dissect offers that she could create to get rid of what no longer was bringing her joy and providing for her family. But here was the big thing is that when you're when you're ideating and you're trying to create ideas, you also want to see where there are gaps in the market. And so we helped her look through those gaps in the market to land on a new offer that she has that's a new way for her to serve clients that felt like she was coming home in her business rather than needing to clock out and leave it forever because we will be real quick to dump a business when it doesn't serve us anymore if we're not willing to ideate and come up with new ideas of ways we can serve. Right. Well, another one of our mastermind students just left his nine to five job to go full time in his business. And we were all doing the happy dance and cheering for him. And it was so awesome. Um, and he does have a few core offers, offers that he's leading with. Uh, Melissa and I walked him through this process of kind of design thinking in our, our own minds. Uh, to come up with his best offers after listening to what clients may need from him and we're asking for. Uh, and now he's actually ideating again for calling in more clients and tweaking his offers and creating add-ons to his packages, which is yeah. really, really cool. Yeah. That's Zach, by the way, our podcast uh, producer. And so if you have a podcast uh, or you want to have a podcast, Zach is the guy to call. So Zach is the, Zach is the man. He's he's available. He's available. So, um, you know, we're, we're just really excited to, to be able to, you know, help, help us all be encouraged to continue to create ideas in our business. Sometimes we will get so stuck in the rhythm of the doing that we don't give ourselves, you know, the ability to go back and create. And, um, you know, I, I could sit here and think of a ton of different businesses I know, and this is like, does not matter the industry you're in. It does not matter the job that you do. Every single industry, every single business can use time, like be, say, wow, words, the time will be well spent for them to ideate and create new ways for them to serve people. Right. And a great way to do this is to use a Venn diagram. Going back to my love oh, teaching, I love me a Venn diagram. That sounds like math and I can't do it. <laughs> I love a good visual aid. Oh. And so, or like a story map or a bubble map. Graphic organizers, all of you who love graphic organizer, raise your hand. Woo graphic organizers, unite. I mean, like, just love me. Love that. But ball. if you're like me, just get you a notepad. I know. <laughs> that's fun too. Notepad. A good old Google Doc <laughs> will work to just brain it out in a way that makes sense to you. Hello for me, sticky notes, sticky mm -hmm. note sheets, like give me the, give me the post-its and the sticky notes and I am so happy, but post them damn things all over while you're letting the ideas flow. Like it's so important <laughs> to just get it 
out. And then listen, start checking off things that could be top producing ideas that solve the problem you've defined and that you think could be viable. Because here's the thing, you can't do all the ideas. And I think that that's a problem that we don't talk about enough mm -hmm. in business is that it's like, I want to do this and I want to do this and I want to do this and I want to do this. Okay, well, guess what? Not all great ideas need to come to fruition. And I'm preaching to myself here. Because and like, sometimes they, just don't, they, they don't need to come out your mouth, neither. Just talk them in. Talk them in and save <laughs> them. And save I save that for myself. Yeah, save them for yourself. But think about once you get it all out and you can see it, then you could be like, okay, that's a great idea. But guess what? I am not in the season of my life to be able to have the bandwidth to push the gas and move forward on this idea. So we're going to move this sticky note or we're going to cross this off of our bubble map and we're not going to say this going to be for another season of life. But there might be after you're like, okay, I don't really want to do that. Like it sounds good. It would solve the problem. But I don't, I don't really, that's not for me. I don't want to coaching people. I don't like talking to people all day long. Okay. Well then you really should take coaching off your list <laughs> yeah. of great ways to be a problem solver. That's right. not something that you should be doing. So Look at your top producing ideas, things that are going to solve that problem, and then pick a few that you are like, okay, I can definitely push the gas on these things. Right, right. So if you've loved this quick episode, um, I am loving being able to create these like super quick episodes that you can listen to just at the drop of a hat during the summer. But if you love this quick episode, come back next week where we're going to be sharing more of this deep dive into design thinking for your business and how it can help you create new offers, tweak existing offers and generate more revenue in your business. Because that is the point. If you are not bringing in money, then you got a hobby. We don't want them. We want the businesses. So we're going to be digging into creating a prototype or basically a beta offer or a soft launch that you can put out. So by now you've asked the questions through the lens of empathy. You've gathered feedback and experiences, but now, you know, you've already defined the problem to solve and you've ideated a lot of ways that you can help people solve these problems for your ideal customer, right? So come back next week and we're going to teach you all about selecting one of your ideas to turn into an actual offer. We're pumped about it. It's going to be so dang good. Don't forget to connect with us on Instagram at Business Reboot or visit us on our website at thebusinessreboot.com. We will be back next. Wow. Here we go. This is the end. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Business Reboot podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Business Reboot Podcast. This is our summer series, part four, about creating a prototype offer. We are pumped to be talking to you about this today because if you haven't been, if you haven't been paying much attention, uh, <laughs> there, there has been a lot of talk in education for years, but it's starting to infiltrate the business world, the whole like design thinking concept. So if you're not familiar with what this is, design thinking is a framework that's been used in the world of education for decades to help students learn things like solving problems. And, and now it's being utilized in the world of business because small businesses and big corporations are realizing that this framework is really impactful and really helpful for their companies. Um, it is, I, I like to reuse words, it's impactful um, for you and your business as an owner to be able to look at the community that you serve through your business with a new lens. It helps you look at the problems that your business solves for them. And, um, you know, we all spend our money to solve problems. So think about the ways that you spend your money and it most likely it's going to be to solve a problem. You know, if your, uh, you know, shoes are too tight, you're going to spend your money on new shoes. If your 
you know, favorite egg pan has a scratch oh, yeah. in the bottom and now it's going to look like you're eating pepper when you're not, you're going to get a new egg pan. Like you're solving a problem by spending your money on that. So we taught you last week about ideating and coming up with a list of potential solutions to, to be able to offer. And this week we're going to be talking to you about building out a prototype and what that looks like. And so really this process of creating solution prototypes is to gauge how they perform and address the buyer's problem. The buyers are your community. They are the people that you are looking to serve and ultimately sell to. Basically y'all, beta test the thing that you want to put out into the world. That is what building a prototype actually means. Uh, Restaurants do this with soft launches, um, as do other brick and mortar businesses. It's basically a practice run. Um, And and here's the thing, there are tons of entrepreneurs that will test their new course with a beta group before they launch it forward facing to the public. Beta groups are so fantastic because you get to work out the kinks and see if in fact your offer did help them get a transfer transformation. That's what you want as a business owner. You are in the business of solving problems. Yes, you are in the business of solving problems and helping your ideal client customer get a a transformation in their lives. And, And then you have their testimonials about the offer when you're ready for the public forward-facing launch. This is also part of your circle of success that we have shared about here before on this podcast. Um, I actually did this with my brand photography roadmap course and coaching program, and we've had mastermind students that created new offers, did a prototype offer, and tested it out. In fact, we just got off of our mastermind uh, call. Uh, one of our last ones, we we are so sad that no, our, round no, one, so sad. Oh, our round one mastermind is over, but never fear, you're going to hear about round two coming up at the end of this podcast episode. But in fact, um, Jen, who owns Tide Notes, um, just did a ben- vendor booth uh, event in her local area with an entire new line of products. Um, she is a stationer. She's a stationary company. And it was really great to see what people responded to. She, she created a little bit of like several different types of products. Basically, she prototyped out her merch and she tested the waters. She got great feedback and insight and has like better information about her products moving forward to her online space because she has a website that you can order from and also for her next vendor event. Um, She was also able to see how people moved through her booth, what they were drawn to, what questions they asked, what people picked up and what didn't maybe bring interest. So oftentimes we simply have to get out there and test the waters, build the prototypes and let the market offer you feedback. Right. And this sounds a lot easier than it actually is sometimes because when you're opening yourself up to feedback, it's like, please tell me every single thing that I did wrong here. And we want to give you two little pieces of, of advice in this situation. This, I, I personally don't believe that your prototypes only need to go to people who are friends and family or like right. close people that, that are going to tell you what you want to hear. We want people who are going to offer actual real feedback. Have you ever been to a restaurant and, you know, Corey, you mentioned soft launches of restaurants. That's one way that they'll prototype whether or not maybe it's the right service hour for them. Maybe Mm -hmm. they aren't sure they want to start doing lunch. So they're going to offer it for a limited time and just see how people react. But they they, they may not always do that, but they always will prototype dishes. There is, um, there's a Zaxby's here. I don't know if everybody has Zaxby's, but it's essentially like a chicken finger restaurant that is local to our area and they have spread all over the whole country. But um, they have one kind of like headquarters store in our, in our um, city and they will prototype certain dishes and they'll post about it on their billboards. But um, they 
prototype their own homemade ranch versus like a prepackaged ranch. And I'm going to tell you, ain't no ranch like that. Y'all know we love ranch here, mm. but that is the best ranch. But it's so funny because they'll they'll share those kind of things and you won't be able to find it at any other Zaxby's. Right. But if you go there, you're like, I'm going to get the good ranch because it's going to be that. <laughs> or, or if you're going to somewhere that's like a sit down restaurant, they might prototype a type of dish um, where they're like, let's just see how people are going to respond to us adding this particular type of course to our menu set. And so places are doing this all the time and we get to do that as well in our businesses. Um, my son was just doing this program that I've mentioned here a couple of times through the University of Georgia called Innovate You. And they were teaching these kids how to take a real world problem and then solve it by using design thinking. And it was really funny because I I recorded his presentation last night and I sent it to Corey and was like, so good. Kids, they killed it. They did so good. Um, and one of the, the like funnier moments, of the presentation is they were like, well, we've got this survey for people to fill out and they popped up a QR code on the screen. And one of the kids goes, um, it's still in beta. So don't be angry if the <laughs> link doesn't work. And I was like, y'all are talking so boldly about your stuff and then yes. looking at it from such a good perspective. But what happens when the prototype doesn't work? Like, yeah. what, what do you do? I will give you just two quick examples for us. Um, it was this partnership that worked for the two of us where it hasn't before. Not that it hasn't worked, but it hasn't worked in the same way that ours has before. Both of us, whether it be um, having people that we've worked with where we wanted to work on certain projects and we thought this might take off. Uh, it It's not that the partnerships were wrong. It was that the timing wasn't right. Or both of us have offered educational programs before in our own individual businesses, and it did not take off correctly. But when we got together and it was like those two, um, the uh, like the timing and our efforts matched um, just at the right time, it took off and it has allowed us to create a whole booming business together, which has been really great. So what happens when an idea doesn't work out? Well, sometimes it's not that the idea is bad. Sometimes it's just that the timing is off, but you'll never know that if you're not willing to create a prototype and just test it out, test the waters, see how you feel in that space and see how people react to it. Right. And that's that's the key thing right there is about how people react, because I was just watching uh, a photographer who is pretty large in the education world, and she literally just launched this new uh, course program thing. And she was like, showing I was I hopped onto her webinar just because I was curious because she talked about how she had already done like a beta and it kind of caught my my attention because we've been talking about this and I was like I'm curious to see what she says about it and she literally had testimonial slides from people that had already gone through the program and I was like that's interesting because basically she prototyped it she created a beta she launched it privately to probably a select few of her followers, her community people, people probably who that have taken her course. Not her her, mama, not her her mama mama, and her sister. But people who have probably been maybe a part of her coaching or a part of her mastermind or a part of whatever. And they walked through it. She allowed them to come in, go through all of it, work through this prototype. She may have even gone back and had to ideate Remember the previous Mm -hmm. episode, she Mm -hmm. may have had to go back and change up some things because there was maybe a sticking point or two that wasn't clarified or that that needed a little tweaking in the messaging to get people the results and that transformation that we're all looking for when we buy something like that. So do not hesitate to to create that beta offer or a prototype. Get it out there, see what kind of feedback you get, and then either launch it forward because it was great or go back and ideate because nobody wanted it or nobody needed it or they had some great feedback that you needed to kind of take into account. Right. I think that uh, it's just important that we realize that um, getting the feedback is huge 
And we can want, especially as business owners, especially if you're a creative person, you can be a well of ideas. You can be a well of ideas. They're not all good ideas. And sometimes they are all good ideas, but it's just not the right, you know, it, it now and it. And so being able to just test the waters and see how people respond is huge. So that's when you create your prototype and beta all the things. That's right. That's it. That's what we got. Well, and oftentimes we just want things to work out the first time, but that's not often yeah, the case. Yeah, yeah. So like growing a business takes time and it requires quite a bit of pivoting throughout the years. So in fact, we're watching businesses we followed and loved and even learned from some of these people make very big pivots this year. Some have literally changed the names of their companies. This just happened. like Tax fraud, before. tax evasion. I'm just kidding. Not really. <laughs> no, no, but like they are revamping. They're relaunching under a new name. Uh, some have launched new offers. Some have closed up shop uh, and moved on to other projects. Some have gone from big ticket offers to selling smaller price point products. Some have revamped their courses completely, but they have all likely walked through this design thinking process, even if they didn't know it or have the words to put to it, but they saw a new problem that could be solved or the market that they serve has a new problem or they needed to like find a new market that they can serve because hello copywriters with the onset of chat gpt like i'm watching lots of pivots and lots of messaging tweaks and changes come into play because the market has shifted um pivots are necessary and that is how we stay in business yep yep So if you've loved this quick episode, please come back next week. We're going to be sharing more about this deep dive into design thinking for business and how it can help you create new offers, tweak existing offers, and generate more revenue in your business. We're going to be looking next week at the actual launch and then how to collect the feedback that's going to help you figure out where you're taking this thing. So thank you for joining this week. Don't forget to connect with us on Instagram at Business Reboot or visit our website, businessreboot.com. We will be back next week with another episode of the Business Reboot Podcast.